Hi, this is Erica Bogan. Thank you for listening to the I Am Spartan podcast with Scott Knowles. I am Scott the Fane Knowles, and you're listening to another episode of I'm a Spartan OCR Podcast. What's up, everybody? Hope you had a good New Year's. Uh, bringing Aaron Frank on to tell us about OCR Overload. And they're going to have a series this year um, down in Florida. And I don't know if you remember or not, but back on episode 95, I brought him on to tell us about the first race he ever did, OCR Overload. Back in February 2021, it was a good race, it was cold, it was rainy, rough around the edges, but the obstacles were perfect. They were great, they were challenging. I, I didn't even I, I didn't even finish with my band because he had one low rig that just ate my lunch. And um, But anyway, he's coming on and he's going to tell us all about that race series. But before all that, I want to tell you about the first sponsor that I've ever had for the show. In, in the past, I've had companies reach out, but either I didn't like their product or I thought it was too expensive. And guys, you know me, I, I just do this for the fun of it. I don't do this to make money on it. Um, and I'm not going to, you know, push a product on y'all that I don't believe in or I don't think will be helpful or I think is too expensive because all of us are trying to save a buck so we can make it to as many races as possible, right? But the company is called Monkey Grips, and that's with two E's. And they have a few products, including rope grip attachments, and they have like a cannonball grip attachment, and they sell liquid chalk as well. The rope grips is... I'm going to link this to like my IG stories and maybe make a post as well, but it's a rope that's been braided back on itself to form a loop or kind of like, you know, if you would think like a lollipop looks, right? So you can wrap that around a pull-up bar and go back through it. That way you can hang from both of them and do pull-ups or dead hangs. And what's so awesome about this too is let's say you've You've done your set of pull-ups and your dead hangs and you've maxed out your grip doing that. You can take them off of the pull-up bar and then you can put them on some dumbbells and then you can do farmer's Gary carries with them too. So I feel like this would be an awesome tool for increasing like your hand grip and rope grip strength, you know, and doing Spartan races on those wet days or those muddy days when the Hercules hoist is wet and muddy or you know the rope climbs muddy or you know the slip wall is really muddy i really feel like this will help you get your grip specific for uh grabbing those ropes and just increase your grip strength overall and i believe those are on his website for like 33 dollars and 50 cents and so the cannonball grip is kind of like, and I don't know if you were in the Boy Scouts like I was, but it's pretty much, it's a monkey fist knot. And it's about the size of a baseball and it's got a loop on it so you can run it through and use it the exact same way that you do the rope grips. And those are on the website for $49.99. I hadn't tried those out, but I, the, the rope grips are, are the jam and I really enjoy using those. And the liquid chalk is like $9.50 a bottle. That's, that's a good deal for a, a bottle of liquid chalk, you know, and it fits easy. It's a small bottle, so it, it it's good for taking races. I don't know about y'all, but like a lot of times right before a race, I'll squirt a little bit of chalk on my hands because I know that it will be rubbed off during the race, you know, from using your grip so much, but like... I, I think like once your hands get wet, I think it will help your hands dry quicker after your hands get wet. So that's the reason why I do like to use that. So go check out the website. Like I said, it's monkey grip. That's with two E's, no Y, uh, com. And go and follow them on IG. It's a newer page. It's only been out since 2021. So let's help a brother out and give them some follows. And like I said, that's at monkey grip with two E's. Here's the interview with Aaron Frank. Little disclaimer, we had a little skipping noise that was coming through. It's rare when I have a sound issue like that, 
but I just wanted to tell you that I'm sorry about that. You can still understand everything he says. It's just more kind of like a nuisance, but uh, just bear with us. But here's the interview with Aaron Frank. What's going on, Aaron and Paul? Are y'all doing okay today? Yes, sir. Yeah, doing good. <clears throat> All right, so Aaron, I had you on back on episode 95 when we talked about your first OCR overload race, and it was back... I believe it was in early February of 2021. Yes, sir. And let me tell you, man, that was a fun COVID race. Uh, it, we got dumped we did. six hours of rain. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was cold, it was rainy, and the obstacles were harder. <laughs> <laughs> like they needed to be right <laughs> yeah I, I did not finish with my band that day i will be totally honest that low rig that it, it just got me there was one transition where I, I i slipped up on it the first time and then i retried it again and where that transition was so far apart i believe it was the second transition i just couldn't hold my legs up long enough to get my legs over to it before I would touch the ground. So I was like, well, I'm just going to call it here today. <laughs> so yeah, that, that low rig, believe it or not, was the first low rig in the state of Florida. Yeah. It's tough for sure. Yeah. yeah it went from the uh, covert pipes to the uh, ladder, to the uh, battle box, to the, and where you got hung up on was where the 26% other people did was, where you went to the straight pipe right. at the end, the extra 10 feet. Right, yeah. It was pretty difficult. And I already had like a crick in my neck before the race. Oh, man, and it made it so much worse after the race, too. I was like, oh, I'm not going to make this any worse than it already is. <clears throat> well, if we didn't have, uh, if we didn't have uh, six inches of rain, you could have found the uh, med tent and got uh, the back massager with the gun, and uh, they would have hooked you up for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I bought one of those myself, too, but I didn't have it with me, so that would have been nice. Um, so, Aaron, I know that you and, like, a lot of y'all down there, that y'all all, all kind of, like, help each other put on your races, like Swamp Battle and Hildervat. Y'all all, all kind of work together, and I remember seeing you at the Hildervat race, the big one that they did on the beach, where they had a lot of the big payouts and stuff too. You know, and we hadn't heard a lot out of Hildervat. Is, is Hildervat like on a hiatus now, or they got any races planning coming up that you know of? So, yeah, so Dan's got, Dan's been working on a schedule. Dan should be done with the schedule pretty soon here. I'm in direct communications with him every few weeks um, for the last probably month and a half. Um, last year was, uh, pretty difficult for everybody that you know for all of us that don't get a thousand people per race last year was a good year to sit back and just watch what happens um you know i still haven't found out if swamp battle is going to be holding a race this year or not um i don't know i haven't heard anything from them i really hope they do because you know like uh the like aaron's nightmare at dan's race at the battle of the beach uh with the spinners that uh, paul actually made and we put together um one night we just had a i called him up i'm like hey can you make this mm. <laughs> and he said that i was a sick twisted individual for even <laughs> thinking about <it. laughs> yeah. um so yeah um you know the mud titan race just sold um, that's the one down in uh, Lakeland, Florida. Right. Um, that just so they're going to have their new race with the new ownership here um, coming up, and I I will be taking the drive down there to uh, check it out. Um, us smaller OCRs that are in Florida, we are close, um, and it's very important that we all work together, not just with our schedules, but with our athletes. Um, Justin from. Um, well, Justin and, to be honest, his whole team from Mud Run Finder, um, you know, I'm very fortunate to have huge communication with them. Um, and, you know, with Chris Hoover, Aaliyah, uh, Ashley Samples, Jamie, uh, Jason and Brittany Williams. Um, they, uh, oh gosh, Joe from Get It Fitness too. Oh man, mm. uh, Team Saudi and all them. 
they, uh, you know, they're a huge part in conserving and helping us grow OCR to where it was back in 2013, uh, 14 and 15. You know, like you, you've been doing this, um, like me and Paul for, for a long time. Right. So we, we've been able to see things and, um, you know, talking to some big, big, big companies, um, OCR companies, uh, we've allowed two things to happen, um, in OCR. And that's what hurts us in Florida when we don't group up with the other OCRs. Um, you try to charge a family, okay? A uh, 17-year-old kid, a 16-year-old kid, a mom and a dad, you know, $120 each to come out and race. You're charging what Disney charges without the frizzles and the experience. Mm. And that's just hard for any family to swallow. Um, so when me, Dan, Brian, Jen, and Aldrin from Swamp Battle um, started kind of the affiliation um it was we got to make sure that we schedule our races far enough apart from each other we have to make sure that we um support each other with the obstacle designs and obstacle builds and then we really need to support each other when it comes to build week and tear down um and that's where me and Paul and Dan and Brian have really, really stepped up our game. Um, when we're on point, it takes us four or five days to build a course, but it only takes us one day to tear down. Right. And that's where we get our value with the actual venues. Um, venues like to charge. They still think that the venue's worth fifteen to $20,000 to hold a race on for a weekend. Right. Let's do the math. When was the last time, you know, a smaller OCR company, mid-side OCR company, had a 1,000 people at one race at one day? It's been a long time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, and, and that's our fault as OCR directors, OCR owners, uh, obstacle designers, you know, we push as obstacle designers the next big idea. But let me ask you this. If you went to a big box company and they had five rigs, but you can only do one of them, how did you feel when you left? Probably felt disappointed because I couldn't get all the rigs. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. So when you come to Overload or to Hildervat, um, what happens is, you do multiple rigs. I mean, we're bringing seven 20-foot rigs to Waldo. This is redemption. Mm -hmm. We're bringing the 140-foot finisher's rig. And this thing me and Paul worked on for months <laughs> to make sure that we have a 80% success ratio your first pass. Well, that sounds That's pretty cool. Um, that's where we need to be. We need to be at that 80% point. We need to have rigs that challenge these um, elite athletes and these non-elite athletes that go out there for the obstacles. Um, I don't go out just for a 5K, brother. You know that. Right. I go out to have fun and to be challenged. But I'm not that guy that just got off that couch like I was in 2013. Yeah. So, uh, tell us about, like, what is your series going to, you know, partake in this year? The whole series is going to be at Waldo. And oh, yeah. It's, and it's weekend, it's a weekend series where to if you want to be in the whole series for points in the Elite, you have to run the Saturday race and the Sunday race. And the races take place in May the 20th and 21st. August the 12th and 13th, and November, what is it, the 11th and the 12th, correct? Yes. So what we decided to do, um, we need to make sure that 2024 is a success. So we're trying to set up what's called a battle plan. And me and Paul, me and Dan, and 
a couple other people from very, very high up organizations that are an OCR um, kind of helped coach me on this. Um, good ideas, bad ideas, and whatnot. So what we decided to do was a actual point series that did not reflect on any of the big boxes time frames. Um, so for example, um, the May race, um, there is a savage point race, but it's in Maryland. Mm-hmm. So for everybody that's not going to go there, guess what? You can come down to our race and actually race the 5k for $59. And you can race the 8K for $69. Now, for the points for those two days, this is where it's awesome. Um, first place is 300 points for the 5K, and then it breaks all the way down. But at 20th, at 20th, you get 125 points. So if you're an Abbott runner, but you kill any obstacles, if you finish 19th, and up, you have an opportunity to walk away the champion hmm. of the series. It's set up so, and I, and I can't say the guy's name, but I love him. My gosh. It's set up so a miracle runner cannot just come in and walk away with the series. I'm sure that'll uh, make a lot of people happy, too. Well, and that's that's why we did this. Um, you know, we. I remember what it's like to be an elite runner. Um, I remember what it's like to to, uh, run after podiums. I'll never forget it. It was the best time of my life physically and mentally because I was driven. Um, And then I remember what it's like to never be able to get there, um, besides a couple age groups for um, Spartan. um, Aaron, uh, could could Paul put his uh, phone on like mute until he's ready to talk? Cause I'm getting kind of like an echo. Is that possible? Yeah, sure can. Okay. Sorry about that. Oh, you're good. So when you get into the, uh, when you get into the second race, the AK. No, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still kind of getting like a little feedback or something. Do you have like some headphones in or something that's, Causing like I'm getting like a staticky noise, kind of. Is that better? Yeah, that sounds better. Okay. Um, so this is, okay, I'm ready whenever you are. Okay, let's go. Uh, all right, so when you get into the 8K for the day two, this is the best part of it. You're actually going to go into places of the venue that has been typically off limits that we did not use the first time we went out. Um and that's where speed racers really don't have the opportunity to win, believe it or not. Because we're going to slow them down with the carries. We're going to slow them down with different rigs that are more leg-driven than clutch-grip-driven obstacles. Right. So it's, it's, it's pretty awesome how that works. Um, we're using every square inch of the Supercross Motorsports track. That's cool because that's a big that's a big track down there too. But it got it got a lot bigger. Um, the owner, the new owner, and this is really why we went back. Um, the new owner has invested close to a million dollars down there since the last time we were there. Oh really? Wow. Yeah, that big huge uh, hill. Um, that's double now. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, because that hill, it wasn't really much to that hill, you know, when we were back there in 2021. Yeah, it was, uh, it was 175 feet, um, 30% incline or something like that. Right. But, um, you know, we got it. We got a carry to go there, we think. Aaron, I'm getting that noise again, man. I'm getting that noise again. I don't know what it's coming from. Don't know. It's... Are you like in a, do you have like a good signal or something? I got five bars. Huh. It's weird. Like one minute I hear it, the next minute I don't. Let me switch around. Okay.
All right, we'll try this. All right, what? Okay, we'll continue. All right, so um, the the new owners of that facility has, has put in a million dollars um, to the facility itself. Right. Um, it's it's complete. It's, it's the same entryway, but they've got now uh, an extremely nice RV lot up front where we had the sandbag carry. Mm-hmm. Where we had the sandbag carry and the big, huge mud holes up front. Yeah, That's I remember. no longer there. Um, oh, really? The one wow. that was right behind the hotel. Right. Yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Yep. So that's no longer there. Um which is good because now the RVs are there, and now we have some more flat ground to put huge rigs on. Right. Which is what Paul has been working on hugely um, over the last few months is keeping me grounded because I want to be at that 75-80% obstacle completion ratio. Right. <clears throat> well, I think that, you know, being at that kind of ratio for the finishers, I believe that that would work really well, too. And one thing that I like about this series is as you start the series, you know, the first weekend race is a 5K and on Sundays an 8K. The next mm-hmm. race progresses to, uh, what is it, a 5K and a 10K? Yes, sir. And then the last race is a 5K and a 12K. And I think that's really unique and it's kind of cool too. So those people that are like short course racers, you know, they're going to have to kind of buck up towards the end of the series. Well, there, there's that other race too that you didn't you didn't mention in there, which is the complete... The under the lights race, yes. Let me tell you, if you are in first or first to seventh place and you don't come out to that... My gosh, you're going to be very disappointed in the morning. <laughs> yeah, because I think that's just a cool race altogether, you know, doing, I mean, it's a 2K race, and your prices are like $20 for open, 30 for elite, so even if you wanted to one-off an OCR race with a bunch of obstacles, man, that's the cheapest way to get in and do one. So, picture the, the logistics on this one, and me and Paul talked about this for, for months, how insane this is. You're going to come in and race Saturday morning, right? And rather, it's just a, a fun a fun run with your family, um, or just you're going to go all out and just kill it, right? Then you're going to have you know a few hours downtime. We are going to have two uh, Tellurides, uh, two gigantic John Deere's, and we are going to put obstacles that you just played on inside the motocross park the track oh cool that'll be kind of like ww then well yes so um for example um the finisher's rig is going to be in the same area so you're going to finish with the finisher's rig at the end right um but we're going to have different apparatuses on there than what you just had Right. So the apparatuses on the finishers rig is going to be different. That's easy. That's just a matter of us taking the apparatuses off and putting apparatuses on, or changing a few things, um, which we're good at. Right. And then you'll have the rope climb. You will have a multi-rig. You will have probably 12 or 13 different walls. Um, you'll have four-foot walls, six-foot walls, eight-foot walls. Um, we might even throw the slip wall in there. Um, as well, you'll have, uh, one, two, three little crawls and we're going to load it up with carries. Mm. See, that was one thing we didn't have, uh, when I did the race, there wasn't any heavy carries that I remember of, but, uh, well, that, that's because that's because, uh, the top three people saw, um, a sparkly shiny object and they got confused on where they were supposed to go and they led the whole field. And uh, they cut out three quarters of the track. Yeah, I remember. I remember that happened, and everybody just kept following them. So I, I think I did too. <laughs> no, I don't blame you. I would have too. That was a uh, man. Let me tell you, if if you guys would have stayed on that track and just followed that turn on that next curve on the track where the tape was, right, and then went to the back part, you had. A 47-pound burden carry. 
right through the woods you had a straight run through the woods you had another sandbag carry back there as well mm. i hate we missed yeah. all that but uh but yeah for the carries for this for the carries we're going to have um 50 pound sandbag carry which is no no big deal uh, for most of us, you're going to have a, a kind of like a burden carry, but it's going to be the long sandbags. Right. You're going to have the bucket carry, um, the carry that you guys missed with the concrete bricks. Right. Um, those, you're going to have those. And I think there's one more carry that we're going to put in there. Um, so the speedsters are going to be slowed down. Right. Well, that sounds cool, man. <clears throat> but yeah, you get uh, you get into that, you get into the actual points, and we decided to have fun with it. So there are some races. If you look at the website, there are some races in there that say things like this. You ready? Mm-hmm. Twenty-five points for seventh through nineteenth extra. And then there are a couple spots in the point series at the end to where you can actually get 200 points and actually work. Um, it's called the 60-second hold. Right. So, hypothetically saying, uh, Christopher and Noel or Joel or, or any of them are side-by-side -side in points. Mm -hmm. and, and when I talk about the prize money and how we have this set up, you're going to see why this is very important. Say you're you're not a long distance runner and you're on the 12 K, but say you're on the five K and you're not a fast sprinter, mm -hmm. but you're more obstacle fishing. You cross the time in that you stop, put your hands up in the air. We take your bib number down and 60 seconds later, you take off and run. Huh? You get, points for that well that's cool 100 points hmm yes so if you're if you're a sprinter right yep like long runs but you're not on the 5k you can make up points there hmm. and take that gamble on 60 seconds that is an interesting little concept you've added in there that's pretty cool we we did that because we wanted to make sure no one person has the opportunity to walk away with it. And that's what makes, and you, you mentioned it earlier um, about Florida. We have, um, I don't know if you know the demographics. You're in Georgia. Um, our demographics for Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, and Florida are very unique with runners. We can take some of the fastest runners in the state of Florida, not just OCR, but triathlons and things of that nature, ultras. Yeah. And put them against any other state, and 75% of the time we're going to walk away winning. Mm -hmm. And there's a, there's a team called Get It Fitness yep. uh, up there in Jacksonville. Joe's and Gym. Yes, sir. Let me tell you. Oh, my gosh. There's a bunch of studs that go to that gym for sure. I mean, think about how many podiums Noel took this year. For real. Or last year. Every race he went to almost. Well, and think about Jamie that lives down south um, over by Ashley Samples. Mm -hmm. Look at how many those two ladies have actually taken. I mean... Was there was there a savage that Jamie did not win? I, I don't think so. I think I think every one she went to, she won anyway. There, I don't think she she didn't win the series. I don't believe, but all the other races she went to, she won. She had a streak going. I know for sure. I'm I, I'm not sure how many it was, but she won a bunch of races in a row. And then then think about it. You know. You got Rachel Waters that's down here south, but not in Florida, but she's up, you know, in the Georgia area. Yeah. But you got Rachel Waters, and we have such, um, and this is what makes OCR Overload so, so special. Aaliyah, Chris Hoover, 
and and them too, Team Saudi and all them. Mm-hmm. They will sit at that finisher's rig until everybody passes. They will sit there and help them and coach them. And that's what makes us so special as OCR Overload. If you give somebody a water at a big chain, they're going to take their band. Yeah. Heck, give somebody a water to help them. This is about sportsmanship. Right. I don't care. As long as they don't come off the rig, they don't got to start all over. Right. So hand them a water. Hand them a towel. If they need to wrap their hands up because they got blisters, let's wrap their hands up. Let's not DQ them. Let's show them what OCR is truly about. You know, Sonny from Spartan 4.0, you know, he says it the best. We're all just a bunch of misfits that are just trying to go and have fun. I agree with that term. Um, I, you know, I really want Paul to talk to you about some obstacles, brother. All right, I well, really do. I'll mute my phone. You can put Paul on. Um, I am, I, you know, I'm excited about the point series. Right. But I'm excited about these obstacles and the new obstacles that we're bringing to the table. Because if you're getting off the couch and but say, say you're a decent runner mm-hmm. um, and you're not really like the best at obstacles, you could finish this point series race in between... 40 and 50 mm-hmm. the way that the points are. Right. And it's because of all the hard work we've been doing with making sure that our obstacles are challenging, but fun. Right. Well, cool. Well, let's hear from Paul on how some of these obstacles turned out. Okay. Um, you know, we've got, you know, we've, we de- debuted a few obstacles at some places. Uh, we had our spinners at Hilbervat. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Hell's Bells uh, out in the uh, out in the area for people that could play on in that. We had those at our uh, July race right last year. Um, and one of the big things that we're going to do. Um, with our obstacles is uh, we had a lot of people kicking at the bells, mm-hmm. but we're going to change that. So there, you got to hit the bell with your hand. Right. That way people can't hit, you know, one, one obstacle and then jump out, grab the middle mm-hmm. and swing on to the end. Right. That so, makes sense. And that was one thing yeah. that I liked about the Gibbons. When we come down there for OCR overload in that first, in the very first race, you couldn't just do a couple of gibbons and hit the bell. There was no bell. You had to do right. every single gibbon to finish the rig, which, I mean, that was like a brick wall to everybody when we got there. It was raining. It was cold. I think everybody that made it through there was chicken winging the whole thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, at, at that first race in February, I didn't get to go see most of the obstacles. Uh, I kind of had a little issue on Thursday and broke a couple bones in my foot. Ow. So, yeah, so I, I did that, you know, the whole uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday on uh, three broken bones in my foot. So, Damn. Yeah, that, that kind of limited my moving around. I'm but, sure it did. Um. You know, we've got some more obstacles we've got coming up. We've got a uh, a ladder from hell. Oh, uh, and uh, we're looking at changing it up a little bit. And rather than have something you got to climb up, we're going to take it vertical. So imagine uh, about one and a half inch square wooden rods right. on steel cables. Mm-hmm. They're anchored in, so they're not going to move. But that ladder is going to jump and twist and and all of that. And we're going to we'll have it pulled tight, uh, but it's still going to give a lot of movement. So you're going to have to uh, play on that a little bit to figure out how to do it the right way. So is this like uh, you said it was a vertical ladder or a horizontal ladder? Well, uh, the the formation we're looking at first. We're going to take it horizontal. Right. 
and then and then turn it up vertical. Oh. Because we're looking at doing a low rig to a high rig to a low rig. Oh, that sounds cool. So we're gonna, you know, we're we're throwing some different things into the mix, and you know, everything that we build, and we're literally making the obstacles. Um, you know, we're we're gonna have, you know, I I build them, I test them, I figure them out, I rework them, mm-hmm. um, you know, and like we're gonna have a longer version of that same ladder on our finishers rig. It'll climb uh, at an angle, so you're gonna do it like monkey bars, right? But they're gonna dance, and um. that one's, you know. So our first one is about 20 feet long with that ladder mm-hmm. on the finishers rig. It's 40 feet. Wow. So it's 40 feet of dancing, dancing uh, monkey bars. That finishers rig was awesome there. Just being so long, you went up a net, you went down a net, you had different attachments to get across, but you had like platforms where you could kind of catch your breath before you started the next section. And I just thought that 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 was the coolest rig, you know, and having it at the end just made it that much more fun too, before you finished. Yeah. And, uh, well, the advantage to our May race, you know, we're, of course we're having that finish, big finish rig again. Um, yeah. And yeah, Aaron and I worked hard on that July race. Uh, you know, we, we put a lot of stuff into that and changed, changed things up in that finishers rig and that. But um, this one we're going to have right there where everybody's going to be able to see it real well. The spectators are going to be able to see it. You know, even if we, you know, have some rain, it's not going to be as cold. Right. So, you know, we took that, we tried to take that into account. Yeah, um, it looks like all these races are on good dates. They're not too early in the year. And, uh, I mean, there's a chance that the November race could be cold, but November in Florida is usually not that cold. So, right. There should be oh, yeah. some great dates you know, for some there's races. Always, there's always that chance, but most of the time it, it'll be overnight where it's real cold. So, right. It might be a little brisk in the morning. Yep. And I, and I want to say that World's Toughest Mudder is the weekend before this race. So, you won't have to battle with them either. So. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And that's out in Dallas. Right. So, so uh, tell us about how y'all figured on doing, like, the prize money. I know that it said something about, like, all of the elites that sign up, 5% of that will go towards the payout. Is that right? Yes. So, we've got your regular winning money. So, that's just... First through, you know, first through third, male, women, you know, we got that money set up also on a scale to where we don't get hurt financially like we did in the past. Um, right. We, we need to promote from within like any other business and how the prize money truly works. And that, you know, that goes to our price philosophy as well. Um, we don't want to be a dealership. Right. Where you go to a dealership, you're going to buy a $20,000 car, and now all of a sudden it's $40,000, and then after you finance it for, you know, 68 months, 72 months, 84 months, heck, people are financing 94 months right now on trucks. Mm, right. Um, you know, you're spending you're spending too much money. Yeah, well, absolutely. With, with what I have been able to learn from a bunch of the big box companies um and you know and this goes to what you're talking about earlier um helping other companies survive you know the bigger companies are not out to get us they 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 need us just as much as we need them right but we can't i'll never charge anybody never charge anybody 120 130 140 dollars to come race and that's what all the races, races charge too, or more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you've been to one of our races. You know that if we didn't have six inches of rain, that that probably would have been 
on the on the top ten list for most racers. Yeah, you probably um, would have had a, a lot more people show up if that weather wouldn't have, because that was like probably had to be in a record cold for that area. <laughs> <laughs> it was, um, but so yeah, so our prices reflect why we're doing this, and we're doing this point series prize money to promote other athletes to promote other athletes and you know we found out with uh, the the battle of the beach race um different politics and things of that nature um so we don't want any of that carrying into this series right nor do we want any of that to carry in it doesn't belong in ocr right um it doesn't so what we did was we decided to do something completely insane and crazy we're working right now with some sponsors, and they said I can say their names. Uh, Riverbend, Fit to Run, uh, you know, Bang is my sponsor. You know, they're already on board. Right. Um, and there's a few other sponsors that we're actually working with. Um, and I'm not asking the sponsors for money. They're already getting their butts handed to them by bigger companies and things of that nature. Um, what I'm asking them for is to take care of our elite athletes. So they can donate money. And that money that they donate goes to the prize at the end of the year for the point series to be split up between the men and the women. Hmm. So uh, Dick's Wings sent me $250. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Um, You know, well, it's only $250. You know, some athletes will say, well, it's only $250. But... What happens when I get 20 companies to send me $250, okay? Mm-hmm. And then what happens if we go from 150 elite athletes a race to, say, 300? Now, we did the math on this, and this is where, this is where I love this point system and how it, how it actually breaks down. Um, if we average 200 elite runners at a 5% of average ticket for elite, that's $4,500 to be split up between men and women. Okay. Mm. That's an additional $2,500 by itself. Plus your regular win-ins for first to third. So you can come and race an elite race for an average of, I don't know, 60 bucks, right. 70 bucks, something like that. And race all seven races, or, you know, race all the races, all seven of them, and still be less than if you were to race two of the big box companies and never have an opportunity to hit a podium. It's true. And you got to think, too, the, the competition and the crowds might not be as big, so it might be a better chance for you to you know, get on the podium or make some money. And if, if you're a local to Florida, it would be easy to do all of these races. Whereas a lot of people won't be able to do all of these races because they might have, you know, conflicting dates or something they have to do. So, you know, even though you might not be the fastest runner, hell, you might place fifth or 10th at every single race. But if everybody else doesn't show up to the race, you just beat them in points. And that's that's the whole thing. And, and, you know, you and Paul were just talking about this with World's Toughest um, in Dallas uh, the week before. The hardest thing that we had to do, and this is why it took so long for us to tell everybody. And th- Listen, I've been working on this for two years. This was supposed to be a Hill Levat OCR overload and swamp battle. This was supposed to be a three-race series to bring us closer together. Right. Um, but, you know, unfortunately, everybody gets kicked in the face. Right. You know, and so this is literally, I've worked on it for two years. And when you think about what you get um, versus what you don't get, um, you, get a, you get better rigs, believe it or not. They are better. Um, not because I'm arrogant or full of myself but they're better because of the safety. The safety aspect, um, it's huge. You know, mm-hmm. there was a total of, and, and, you know, Paul talks to me about this all the time. He's like, Aaron, accidents are going to happen. 
I'm like, I know, but I don't like it. Right. Nobody does. If we're gonna, yeah. If we're going to go in the air, if we're going to bring athletes in the air and bring them underwater, and we're going to like really test their fear factor by doing the finishers rig like we did in Waldo, because you said it yourself, that was a fun rig. <laughs> yes, it was. It was very fun. <laughs> you know, you, you went up 30 feet in the air. I mean, and then next thing you know, until you get to the other side, you don't know how high you are. And you know, it's that fear factor. And one thing that I like about this series, and 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 I'm sure a lot of people would probably disagree, but it's it's at the same venue, and being being local to a venue, and knowing that well, shit, I don't have to travel all the way across the country to go to a series race. I think that it makes it affordable to people to do this series because it's at the same venue and that's unique about this series. And like, I just think that's, I think that's a really cool opportunity. It's, it's a, it's the same venue, but none of the races are the same because every race is a different distance. You know, not only that, but so here's, here's the methodical part about the map. You know, the maps up, on the website, what's not up yet is where we're placing the rigs. Right. That is the hardest part that I have because rig placement, believe it or not, and I'm glad that you brought this up, um, rig placement has a lot to do with, believe it or okay, this is going to sound really strange, um, rig placement has a lot to do with being able to finish the rig to begin with. Right. Um, if, so I want to put the rope climb on top of that 200-foot climb. I want to put the rope climb up there. Right. I mean, you use your legs to get up there. Now you can use your arms and burn them out to, to get up the rope. I mean, I really want to. Paul's trying to ground me, and he's like, but Aaron, that's almost at the beginning of the race. Mm. <laughs> um, so you have that aspect of uh, obstacle placement is huge because the same obstacle – could be moved a quarter of a mile or an eighth of a mile and be more difficult because of the train that's around it and on it and what you just had to go through to get to it. Right. Um, now, for every single person that's saying, well, that's just stupid, it's going to be the same race every race, it's not. We have worked so hard uh, this last year on being able to find ways to change our obstacles. So um, let's talk about what I always call standalone obstacles. It's something in the business that everybody has, okay? Everybody has walls. Right. Everybody has slip wall. Yeah. Everybody has rings. Everybody has a rope climb. Yeah. Everybody has carries. I mean, there's not a single race you go to where there's not going to be your, your run-of-the-mill you know, obstacles, you know, an obstacle is an obstacle, you know, and people would rather have a couple of walls to jump over than just run, you know, so it's, to me, you know, it's a filler, and it's better than nothing, and some people are better at going over walls than others, so they get an advantage, you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's, that's the, that's the, the awesome part about how we're doing our obstacles. After the race is over on Saturday, and everybody's kind of like, so Spartan 4.0, they're going to have a keg in their beer tent. Or they're going to have a keg in their tent. I am always have been a fan of 4.0. Mm-hmm. Um, they have, going back to 13, 14, and 15, some of the most awesome people I've ever met in my life that are with me today are from that group. Right. So... I can finally say, hey, watch this. I can give you guys the respect that you guys deserve because guess what? <laughs> I own this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you guys are going to come, you know, 150, 200 people deep. You deserve to be treated right. Right. You know, so, you know, little things like that and being able to take what I've learned from 2013, 14, and 15 from the 4 group mm-hmm. is I can go ahead and take these seven are these four rings off this obstacle i can put a pipe right there yeah it's only going to take me and paul three minutes 
Yeah, I mean, and that's and that's something that people have always argued, you know, with Spartan too is is for that elite wave. You know, it doesn't take long to change the rig up. You know, you could have it hard in the morning. You know, and once the last few elite or the middle of the pack age groups come through, you know, you could change the rig to make it back to where it would be more reasonable for the open waivers to come through. Well, and that's, that's the best thing about this series right here. Um, and, you know, there's one more thing that I definitely want to touch on, but um, there's this right here, and you're, you're on point. This is the best thing about it. Even if you're an elite runner and you say these obstacles are, are too easy, which they're, they're not going to be because there, there's no other OCR company right now in a 5k that puts out 30 obstacles and seven of them are 20 foot rigs yeah one of them is a 140 foot finishers rig yeah that that finisher rig it it, it's cool it's really cool i enjoyed the hell out of it yeah and then when you get to your um when you get to your and you said it earlier from the 10k or from the 8k now you're to the 10k but we want to help people advance their life and running and capabilities. That's why we're so fortunate to have so many different coaches that is just a text message away, that is just a quick, you know, a message away. Hey, I got somebody that just reached out. They haven't done OCR before. I don't know why they're coming to overload, but can you reach out to them Mm. and, you know, help them? Yeah. And guess what? It brings back what the OCR community has always been about, helping people. Yeah, because the the smaller local races are kind of they're they're just there's not as many of them out there, you know. And some of the yeah. smaller companies that have been around for years of, you know, not doing as much or they're not doing anything at all. So you remember at this racetrack, um, you know how awful the course was because of the rain. Right. Yeah. So this is what. You know, we, we did this, you were at the, the Battle of the Beach. You know, I I, uh, I made sure that nobody could get lost on that course. Right. Um, you know, it, it was just, you know, you're going in a circle, but people still get lost. Um, you know, my, my clay race in July, um, when they're out there pre-running the course, which is another thing, come out, pre-run the course. I don't care. Enjoy yourself. Um Somebody kicked over a sign and cut off, I think, a quarter mile of the course. Oh, no. No big deal. It, it didn't really affect much, um, but it was a quarter mile. So we made um, we made 100 arrows, <laughs> wooden arrows, uh, five inches wide and three feet long. Right. That are going to go into the ground with uh, one-inch PVC, Schedule 40. So if you kick it, you're going to hurt your foot. <laughs> <laughs> that, that'll show them. <laughs> it will. It will. Um, you know, gosh, uh, 8,000 feet of uh, a string to go into the forest areas where we're making our turns. Mm. So it corrals you into the turn more than just the arrow does. Right. Um, you know, 12,000 feet of caution tape. You yeah. know, we are taking this to... We're taking everything that we've learned from being in Florida and being so fortunate to have, like, uh, uh, Brittany and Jason Williams. You know, they've done obstacles forever, and they do all of them. Yeah. Um, you know, taking what they say to heart and fixing it so it doesn't happen again. You know, that's what we're proud of, you know. Listen, we're also proud of our mission statement, you know. Our mission statement is to keep people off the couch, yeah. you know, and keeping them safe. Because at the end of the day, you know, you can you can sign up. So just just throwing this out here, you know. I have a, I have a wife that's very physical fit, and, you know, hey, I work 40 or 50 hours a week. There ain't no way in hell I'm going to go play in the mud and spend $80 for a ticket for myself. Mm. I'll watch the kids. She can go. Right. Well, guess what? A family of five can come out to any OCR overload course 
and at 10 o'clock, the course is theirs. Yeah, and it's affordable, too, for a family. $100 yeah. for five. That's you a know, good deal. Well, we did that because we. this is a point series for the elite people, right? But what's in it for everybody else? What's truly in it for everybody else? Well, you know, I remember when you can sign up for a Spartan race for $49. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> Those days are gone. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Those days passed quick, didn't they? Yeah, they did. <laughs> I don't even think you can and get it that cheap with a know, Groupon now. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing. You know, we don't have coupons. We are not doing coupons anymore right they're not going to be out there they're not going to exist because we're not going to be that car dealership at the end of the month and go hey we need to sell 20 cars every single one of you better get on the phone and get people in here right no 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 we are going to sell the tickets where they're at i got asked the other day about military discount and i said you know listen i get it you do deserve a discount i said but then again so does the CNA, so does the doctor, so does the nurse, so do every single school teacher and janitor that works in public schools. You got a good I point. Promise, yeah, and I, and I said, listen, I promise you, I am less expensive, and if you only do half of my obstacles, you did three times what everybody else did. That's true. And, you know, the guy the guy signed up. But, you know, me and Paul talked about this for a long time, you know. It doesn't make sense to go into the computer system, make 75, 100 codes, and then get messages, this coding working, hey, that coding working. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, try to fight to get to 800 people. No. Let's just keep our prices reasonable. Let's go ahead and do the point series for the elite athletes. Let's make the OCR affordable for a family to come out and have fun again. Yeah, man, and the prices do, like you said, on the website, they, they're very affordable for what it is. And from my experience, all of the rigs were great. And it was a fun race, even dis despite the cold weather and the rain, it was still a fun race. <laughs> Man, let me tell you, I woke up at 5 o'clock in the morning because the, uh, the guy who runs Waldo Motorsports, um, you know, we had, we had the festival area set up. The course was all marked. Um, I think me and Paul left at like 9 or 10 o'clock. Um, you know, the hotel is right there. I right. Mean, just 100 feet away. Yeah. Um, and I got to the hotel, took a long, hot shower, I fell asleep standing up in the shower, hmm. that exhausted. And cause you know, we allow people to come on Friday to the race and walk the whole course. Right. And we help them with the rigs. You know, a lot of people don't know our rigs, so we want to show them, show them and explain to them how to do it. So we are all exhausted. Paul has a broken foot because he decided to go up a slip wall <laughs> and uh, break his foot in like five areas. Oh my gosh. Mm. I mean, just the luck of the draw. Yeah. And I fall asleep in the shower standing. I wake up to my phone ringing. And by the way, it wasn't even on a charger, so it's dead now. And it's Matt from Waldo Motorsports. And he's like, hey, uh, we got about uh, we got about thirty minutes before the rain comes back. Uh, we might want to go put your festival area back together mm. and uh, remark your course. <laughs> I took one step after the festival area into the mud where the track was, and I was about halfway up my calf. Yeah, that mud was <laughs> thick. It was. <laughs> it was like skiing. <laughs> in mud. Yeah, in mud. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, there's no slip wall this year. Um, we're doing multiple low rigs. So if you're on the 5K and you see two low rigs, just remember the 8K is the next day, and I promise you there may be three or four low rigs. Wow. Sounds like it's going to be awesome, man. 
Well, hey, Aaron, I'm out of questions, man. Is there anything you want to add, like what the website is? People can go and sign up for this race. Yeah, well, um, the you know you we'll get to the link and we'll get to the photos we want you to use for this, and uh, you know runsignup.com and just uh, type in overload, and uh, we'll be the first ones up there. And uh, you know if if you want to come out and just run the course and not do the obstacles, do it. You know if you want to have the elevation for training, come and just run the motocross course four or five times. We don't care. Right. You know, um, just come out and just have fun and let loose. And, uh, you know, this year we're doing something different with the volunteers. I forgot to mention this. Um, the only volunteers that we're really accepting is to help with registration, help with the build. Um, I'm actually paying a motocross team to come in and help with obstacles. Um, oh, sweet. Judge them. Um, you know, and it's nothing against volunteers, but I had a list of 43 volunteers for the uh, July race, and uh, seven of them showed up. Oh, my God. Um, the February race, we had 64, or we had 42 volunteers. And, uh, well, you've seen what happened there. Yeah. I remember, <laughs> so, yeah. I remember, I know I remember five. <laughs> I handed my band to one of them. I remember that. <laughs> so, you, yeah, the person you handed the band to hit me on the radio right away. And I was like, oh, no. He goes, yeah, dude, we're, we're just collecting these things at the low rig. Oh, I'm sure. And I'm like, it's because nobody in Florida has ever been on a low rig before. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, unless you went OCR World Champion, you know, you know, unless you did that. Right. You've never seen, you know, there's never been a low rig. So, and I've always been a fan of low rigs. I love low rigs because it, it, it slows you down, it slows your heart rate down. You know, it gets you breathing again. Your white cell counts come back to normal. Right. Oxygen goes back into your air or go back into your body and your lungs. And then when you get done with it, you have the energy to run that nine minute mile, that eight minute mile. Um, you really do after a low rig. Right. Um, now you get beat up. You get beat up if you try to run through it. Mm -hmm. But if you just take your time and relax yourself, I'm telling you, when you get done with a low rig and then you're you're running and you look at your Garmin or your uh, Nike watch or whatever, and you're you're tracking a nine minute mile or eight minute mile, it's because of the low rig. Right. Yeah, because I mean, it, you're using your whole body to get through it. You know, you're using your legs, you're losing your core, you're using your grip. I mean, you're using everything. Yes, sir. But yeah, that's that's about it. I just I can't wait, man. Uh, Bang has really stepped up. Uh, Fit to run is coming in strong. Mud Run Finder is just phenomenal. Um, Dan Elderbat will be releasing his schedule here momentarily. Um, I'm going to assume it's going to be out by Monday. Oh, cool. Uh, so I can't, you know, I can't wait for that either. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna keep OCR strong in Florida. I can tell you that. Well, that sounds good. Well, Aaron and Paul, thanks for uh, taking time to uh, talk to us and tell us about this race, man. And hopefully uh, we'll see you down there sometime this year. We shall, my friend. I can't wait to see you. Hope you enjoyed the interview. I want to thank Aaron and Paul again for taking time to talk to us. Sorry about that sound difficulty we had. I could still understand every time everything he was saying. It was just kind of more of like a nuisance sound and um, hopefully it didn't bother y'all too much and uh, thanks for bearing with us I want to say that may be the first time we had like a sound problem like that that lasted the whole episode but there was a lot of great information there this this race looks really cool and I think it's cool to have a series at the same venue but every race changes even though it's at the same venue the distances change the points change as the race progresses and Aaron does a great job with his rigs. He puts a lot of thought into it. They're fun. They're challenging. And, uh, that finisher rig that we were talking about is a blast to do. And it's cool to watch people go through it. And it's awesome that it's right there at the finish line. So make sure you check this race out and give a, a good thought to, um, signing up for one of them. Uh, also, check out my new sponsor, Monkey Grips. That's with two E's. Uh, follow him on Instagram and give him some love. And check out those rope grip attachments that he's making over there. 
I really enjoy using mine for pull-ups and for farmer's carries. You know, it's just another tool you can have in your arsenal for, you know, 35 bucks, you know. I mean, you can't beat that. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook. I don't have any races coming up, but my first one will probably be Conyers in March, and that's going to be a trifecta weekend. It'll be the first time they've had a beast at that course. If you've never done that course, you definitely want to check it out. There's a lot of technical running. Sometimes the swamp area can be dry, and sometimes it can be knee-deep, you know. And it's, you know, there's some eccentric points about that course that a lot of courses don't have it's always fun it's my home course hopefully i will see you there that's all i got folks we'll see you at the next race peace